1: Take A move that I make I give it everything I got Cause that what it takes I push the limit till it break The heart of the brave The soul of a legend With the will to be great Hold
0: up Welcome! <laughs> Did you miss me? What's up everybody? It's your boy, yours truly, Stephen A., coming at you. My latest podcast, No Mercy with Stephen A. Smith. Wherever you find your free podcast, you can certainly find No Mercy. I'm not in studio, but the whole studio setup is being brought to you by our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the No Mercy podcast. Also, gold is the silver bullet for protecting and building your wealth. Call my friends at Legacy Precious Metals at 866-257-3080. That's 866-257-3080. Or download your free investing kit by visiting them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Listen, I've been on vacation. You ain't heard from me for a few days. You certainly haven't seen my face. Uh, There's a reason for that. Guess what? I'm on vacation, okay? I didn't feel like working this week. I'm entitled. But when you come off vacation, it has to be for an exception, an exceptional reason, an exceptional purpose. And for me, it's the fact that for the first time in my life, for the first time in my career, spending three decades now, not trying to tell my age, the fact of the matter is, I have been to practically every sporting event one could imagine over the last 30 years, except one thing. One thing only, and that would be a Wrestlemania. Now, I grew up watching wrestling, just so you know. I mean, of course, I love my boxing, and of course, I love my basketball, and of course, I love my football, and I get all that, okay? All right? I mean, when you're talking about boxing, I mean, it's Muhammad Ali. To me, he was the greatest. But I grew up watching everybody from Sugar Ray Leonard to Tommy Hitman Hearns to Pepino Cuevas for crying out loud to Salvador Sanchez, Tommy the Hitman Hearns, Roberto Duran, Meldrick Taylor, Pernell Whitaker, the lit- Julio Cesar Chavez. The list goes on and on, okay? I loved my boxing, but I also loved my wrestling. WrestleMania 1, Hulk Hogan, and Mr. T in a tag team match. I remember Rowdy Roddy Piper, who was also one of my all-time favorites. I remember the, the macho man, Randy Savage. I remember the ultimate warrior, okay? Those are the days I go back to. This is, this is what I'm talking about here. I even used to watch the NWA where you had Magnum T.A. And the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. And the World Warriors, which is my all-time favorite tag team ever, okay? That's how far I go back to watch a wrestling to WrestleMania three, when 93,000 people packed inside the Pontiac Silverdome in Detroit, Michigan. Okay? Or Pontiac, Michigan. It's nearby. You you get what I'm trying to say. And Hulk Hogan slammed the 500-pound dude that was Andre the Giant. I remember that stuff, okay? This is how far back I go. So, of course, I know about The Rock. Of course, I know about John Cena. Of course, I know about Goldberg, who's my all-time favorite. All right? So WrestleMania has been big. And now they've decided to invite me. They've invited me. Me. Yours truly. Stephen A. Smith. I am here in Los Angeles, California for WrestleMania 39. Now, I know the main event is what intrigues a lot of people. Okay? Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. I get it. I understand. I understand it. I understand there's a lot of people who looking forward to Seth Rollins knocking out Logan Paul. Or vice versa. I understand all of these things. Me personally, I'm looking forward to all of that. I'm looking forward to the whole fan theater, theater of it all. I can't wait. But more importantly, I got to confess, I'm not one that typically likes to see women fighting. That's never been me. But I make exceptions from time to time. My next guest, she's an exception. You've got people like Bianca Blair and Charlotte Flair and all of these folks in in world wrestling entertainment, the world wrestling superstars. We get it? Becky Lynch qualifies. You heard that name before? I'm sure you have. And as a result, you'll get to listen to her. She talks better, she talks smack better than most men. But she can kick her ass too. Just a note. She's up next on No Mercy with your boy
1: in a minute. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh The clock's ticking like my lifeline. I, flatline, I push it to the red line who gon stop me high? who gon stop me
0: high she's one of the most popular wrestlers in the world there is no doubt about that how about 5.6 million followers on Instagram 4.8 million on Facebook 2.8 million on Twitter everybody knows her everybody knows her the irish Last, big time becks and of course the man i'm talking about the one and only Becky Lynch, it's an honor to have you on No Mercy. How's everything going?
2: Thank you for having me. It's good and crazy. It's WrestleMania week. It's chaos. I was
0: getting ready to ask you, is there something wrong with it being crazy? It is WrestleMania.
2: Well, no. You want chaos. You like chaos. Mm -hmm. Chaos is not always great when your baby shoves an apple up their nose right before (laughs) you're about to go out on Monday Night Raw to wrestle for a couple of segments and do a promo and you have the first half hour. So it's been... It's been uh it's been adventurous. Mm. Had to run straight to the ER after that. Well, I don't right. know. We don't wish that. <laughs> but let me ask you this.
0: How 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 much are you looking forward to WrestleMania 39? It's with SoFi, SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles, California, one of, if not the greatest arenas in the world right now. Everybody's been talking about it. How big is this particular WrestleMania for you?
2: It's huge. It's huge. And it's um because I consider LA my my home mm. um, away from home Mm -hmm. ever since i moved over here um i always wanted to live in la and Mm -hmm. around 2017 i moved here Mm -hmm. so to be able to go home and sleep in my own bed and go out and feel on the energy of the city everybody rallying around this Mm -hmm. thing that i love so much in the city that i love so much and then being able to go out and side by side with um some of the some of the greatest female wrestlers to ever step foot Mm -hmm. in the ring it's uh Pretty surreal. Pretty
0: awesome. What about your particular match? Going up against damage control, these guys. I mean, how are you feeling about this? The
2: thorns in my side. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm Mm -hmm. feeling ready. I'm feeling ready. It's been, um, what, uh, eight months? Eight Mm. months of them just annoying the bejesus out of me. Mm. We we were talking about shoulder surgeries earlier. They separated my shoulder. Mm. They separated my shoulder back in August. Mm. Couldn't hold my baby. Well, that's couldn't, not good. Couldn't, couldn't do nothing around the house. Couldn't mm-hmm. lift no boxes. Couldn't lift no weights. Mm-hmm. Could lift it with the other arm. Right. Yeah. Well, wait So, a minute. so wait, putting I, me on the shelf for four months, and then I come back. Mm-hmm. I jump off a steel cage, mm-hmm. through a table, flatten them. Think I'm done with them. But mm-hmm. no, they keep coming back. That's right. And then I have a steel cage match. And I think that's going to be it. No. Mm-hmm. And then I take their toils. I think that's going to be it. Oh, no. right. so WrestleMania. Be the end of that.
0: You think is it going to be the end of it? Are you going to finish them off once and for all? I mean, is this the end it has of their to be annoyance the annoyance
2: to you? It, has to, it mm. has to be the end. It has to be the end. It has to be the final chapter. Well, you talk about you yeah, know how, you got,
0: how your shoulder got separated. You hurt your shoulder. You've heard of quite. Haven't you heard of quite quite a few people in your day? Haven't I? Haven't I believe you have? I
2: have. I have. Okay. I
0: have. Have you felt guilty about that? No. Have they felt? Do you feel
2: they should be? They they should hold something against you? Yes. I want them to. I want that. I like that. I like that spite energy Mm. and that revenge energy. Mm. I think it makes stuff interesting. How far do you go back
0: when we talk about the sport of wrestling? I mean, me, I go back to WrestleMania 1, 1985. I'm thinking about Hulk Hogan with Mr. T, okay, going up against Rowdy, Rowdy Pipe in a tag team match. I'm thinking about WrestleMania three, where it blew all of our minds. And that's I think that's when wrestling was on the map, when 93,000 packed the indoor Pontiac Silverdome in Detroit, Michigan to watch Hulk Hogan slam Andre the Giant, okay? That's the days I go back to. It's that long ago. And of course, throughout the years, whether it's Randy Macho Man Savage thereafter, it's The Rock thereafter, it's, the, you know, it's Goldberg, who's one of my all-time favorites. People who watch wrestling, who know wrestling, love this sport, but they talk about how it is, has, has evolved. How has wrestling evolved in your mind?
2: Oh, oh my gosh. Well, that's uh, a, a layered question. Um I mean, we're talking about 1987 when you're talking about To the 90s, Hogan, Hogan. to the turn of the millennium. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um Andre the Giant, last time the 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 last time a non-North American person main event at Wrestlemania was 87, that was Andre the Giant, that was the year I was born and it (laughs) took 32 more years until another person from not North America would wow. main event and that was me. Um, so how has it evolved? Yeah. I think if you told somebody back in 87 that um, one day a woman was going to main event WrestleMania, I don't think they would have believed you. Mm-hmm. Even when I got signed in 2012, I remember telling people I was going to main event WrestleMania and mm-hmm. they didn't believe me. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's evolved. It's It's become a lot more I suppose sophisticated and advanced in the athleticism okay. of of uh of the maneuvers that are being done. I think of the stories that are being told mm-hmm. um and and also we just we, even in the in the last decade, we've seen the evolution of what women can do and how women are portrayed just skyrocket. Mm-hmm smash through God. You know you. I've I've
0: spoken to one one executive in particular that happens to be a CEO of the company Nick Khan and he was talking about what women have done for the sport and talking about WWE in this day and age and how it wouldn't be where it is if it were not for women such as yourself. Of course, such as yourself, of course, the Charlotte fleurs, Bianca Belair and others, obviously they come into consideration, but considering what women have done for the sports world overall. So being specific to the WWE, what has women done in your estimation for this sport?
2: Brought in a whole new audience. Brought in brought in a bigger female audience. I think our, our female audience is up 40% now. Mm-hmm. And I think um I think you get that relatability. Mm-hmm. If I see, for example, UFC, right? right? I prefer watching the women fight because okay. I'm a woman, so I can picture myself in that in that regard. Um, but also, it's just we're, we're all just people doing the sport, and we're all just telling stories. Mm-hmm. And I think gender aside, um, I think you can. We do bring in a larger female audience because we show what what um, is capable. But in general, I think I think we're at this stage where, where gender be damned, we're just mm-hmm. flowing with our stories and we're just superstars. See, to me, it shouldn't be gender be damned. Becky, I got to tell you something. I don't understand guys. I'm going to get on
0: guys for a second because they drive me crazy. All right. How is it anybody in show business knows if you really want to be big time and you really want to get paid It helps to have the ladies. It helps to have the ladies supporting you. (laughs) I mean, if, if, if you have a female audience out there male or female as an athlete if you have a female audience out there chances your chances of being big time are exponentially higher oh 100% so
2: well, what
0: what is it why why could it why is it now that people seem to be figuring it out oh oh my goodness we the, the ladies they make a 40% of the WWE audience that's a plus it's always been a plus
2: always been a plus no i was talking about gender be damned in terms mm. of storylines we don't need it doesn't it doesn't matter for women or for men right. we're all just top stars we can mm. be the main event it doesn't matter okay if, if that 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 yeah. was what i was saying in terms of a female audience well we like to shop a lot yeah. so, so, so we spend a lot of money and we buy right. a lot of merchandise right. and i think when you have a when you have a larger female um following it's it's also more more marketable because mm-hmm. because we get in we like to mm. we get all in we get all in
0: that's right and not only that y'all are more marketable because guess what you got a lot of guys don't want to talk they want to play. They want to perform, but they are irritated by the attention they receive from the media. I don't know too many of the ladies that mind the camera.
2: Am I wrong in saying that? I, that's just
0: the impression that I get. I'm not saying none I, exists. I, I, I but,
2: don't know. I don't know that we can like that. that there's a blanket statement that right. I know. I don't mind it. That's right.
0: That's right. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's all that matters.
2: <laughs> Tell our
0: audience about you. Let's where you're from. When did you get interested in
2: wrestling? I am from Dublin, Ireland. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it, there's not a time in my life I remember that wrestling wasn't in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't... We were too poor. We couldn't afford the pay-per-view. So uh, did, we didn't get the WrestleManias, but we'd watch wrestling on a Saturday morning, myself and my brother eating our cereal, and yeah. we'd be playing on our mom's bed, and we'd be dressing up and um, doing our little matches. Don't try this at home, kids. That's right. That's right. Um, but... Uh, Listen to him. But But yeah. but then I really got, got interested around the Attitude Era, and it was Mick Foley. Uh, anytime I would hear him cut promos, I, I would always Richie, Richie, my brother, let me know, let me know what makes on. Let me know what makes on. And then I'd get hooked. And then I remember for the first time seeing Lita. And I was like, who is she? Man, she is badass. And then and and then I wanted to be like her. Like I never thought like this Irish girl who failed P is gonna be a WWE superstar. I didn't think that. But but she inspired me to like work out. Maybe I could have shoulders like mm. her, maybe I could have abs like her. Um and then I found out they were opening a wrestling school in Ireland. Mm. And uh, I was 15 at the time and I went along and and that was it, man. It was it was love at first bump. Yeah. I suppose, because there wasn't even a wrestling right. ring, so I can't say it was love at first sight. Mm-hmm. There was just six blue padded mats, and, uh, and I went along, and I was, I was terrible. I was so, I was so bad. So what did you love about it if you were terrible? For the first time, I wanted to get better at something. Okay. Yeah, for the first time in my life, I wanted to be mm-hmm. good at something, and I knew I was terrible, but if I just put the work in, mm-hmm. that I would see the rewards, and it was the first time when I realized that hard work pays off.
0: Did you like beating up people?
2: I did. I was an really? angsty kid. Mm-hmm. I was an angsty kid. I had a lot of rage, mm.
0: that
2: and Irish when, rage. And where know? did
0: that rage come from?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I you know, I think um, maybe a bit of a, a, a turbulent uh, childhood. Not in terms of, uh, the, the, so I suppose weird family dynamics. So my um, my mom and dad separated. When I was one, divorce okay. divorce wasn't even legal in Ireland. Separated, my dad lived down the country, and then when when I was four, I believe my mom moved my dad back into the house. But they were they were they were they were separated. They lived in separate rooms, mm-hmm. lived their own separate Got you. celibate lives. Okay. Well, I, um, I was
0: a little different. My mother and father never separated, and I spent my life wishing they had. But that's yeah. <laughs> a different story. Well, go ahead.
2: But yeah, but then yeah. you have that tension in the house, right. you know, and so then. Um, I, I don't they never even dated other people and then around like um 11 my mom met who's my stepdad now and so there was there was just a lot of tension and a lot of pull and a lot of drama in the house and uh, you know inevitably my dad moved out and we or we moved to a different house and stuff like that and, and then it was just uprooting our childhood a little mm-hmm. bit you know I think everybody has this story but right. but it was one of those things of kind of feeling a little bit displaced and mm-hmm um what
0: did it what did it do to you specifically what did it do personally because when you hear people talking about the Becky Lynch story they talked about trials and tribulations overcome what did it do to you having to experience all of those different things
2: um I'm not I'm not sure really mm-hmm. it, it 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 set me on a different path right like it put me in a different school and with a different group of people. And they weren't bad people, but we were up to no good. You know, we were all up to no good. Gotcha. And um, and I think and I think it took me a couple of years to see that that wasn't the path that I wanted to go down, and I wanted something different for myself. And and my way of getting something different for myself then this path that I could see myself going down was uh, was wrestling. Mm-hmm. It was, in a way, my way out.
0: You know what? When, when I think about myself and I'm thinking about my sports career and whatever, I thank the good Lord that I ran into sports because it saved my life from the standpoint of being associated with the streets, growing up in the streets of New York City. Having to deal with the things that I had to deal with, I could have easily went down the wrong side of the tracks. And sports did that for me because even though I'm not a quote unquote professional athlete, the bottom line is my association with the world of sports has benefited me tremendously. And so there's a level of appreciation that I have for it that'll never go away. Is that how you feel about wrestling?
2: Yes 100% and I think that's the other part of it you bring up not being like an athlete I wasn't an athlete and that's why I loved McFoley so much he Mm. wasn't an athlete but he would do things and he would tell a story and it's the storytelling aspect of Mm. of wrestling that um, I love I think that um, it's it's That has brought me to a different level, Mm -hmm. and that's what I concentrate on more than anything. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I can do everything in the ring, but how do we tell the story? How do we get people emotionally invested? I just want the fans of me to feel the way that I did Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, when I was watching. How can we make people feel? And that is the beautiful thing about what we do um, is is yes, there's the athleticism, there's the showmanship, but we make people feel and Mm -hmm. that is freaking
0: beautiful. How do you think you've been able to pull that off personally?
2: How how have I been able
0: to, to, to get people to invest in you emotionally? How have you been able to pull that off? Because you've pulled that off in a way that far exceeds most of your contemporaries.
2: I think because I think about it constantly. How can I make people feel? How can I tell a story? How can I make this different? And then the other thing about it is is—is I think um, there's a maybe a bit of a vulnerability that I've been able to show mm-hmm. throughout my career. I think people have seen that I wasn't always the top prospect. I didn't come in built like a Bianca Belair or like a natural gifted athlete, like a Charlotte Flair or just... Um, Somebody who you can point that and go, that's a star like Rhea Ripley. I wasn't any of those things. I I I was the complete underdog, but I have a passion for this and I love this. And I think I bring that out. And I think I've always been a bit of a heart on my sleeve person. There's a thing in pro wrestling where, you know, like even though we're, we're selling tickets, we're selling everything, we're selling in the ring, Um, you got to no sell everything. I'm not good at that. I'm mm. not good at that. I'm very much, here's my passion, here's how I feel <laughs> at every moment. Mm. And, uh, and I think people can read that from either the TV or, or the energy in the arena. And I think pe- that's helped me.
0: A lot of people will look at you and obviously feel you're an incredible role model. in their eyes, not just because of your accomplishments, but because of the attitude that you've had in the midst of accomplishing those things that you've accomplished. When you speak to young ladies out there, because I know that's something you care about, what are the kind of things that you tell them? What are the kind of things that you try to input or implore them to do in order to be their
2: best selves. God, just believe in yourself. And I think I think we have, and maybe it's it's a, a majority of a female problem that we doubt ourselves so much because we have this that there is that gift of female intuition. Like mm. we know we know what's right, we know what's right for us. But for some reason, and I think and maybe it's 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 just a, a whole population thing or a society thing where we've kind of conditioned to doubt ourselves. And this is the way this person tells us to do something, but we know, we know what's right for us. And I think it's, it's, it's believing in yourself. I think it's a lesson that I'm constantly learning. Mm -hmm. Like I never go, Oh, I wish I didn't trust my gut. It's always, it's, 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 it's always, why didn't I trust my gut? Mm -hmm. You know? Is that why you call yourself the man? The man? The man. Because, because, because I just- <laughs> Because you, believe, you trust yourself, you believe I mean, where, where did that come from? Um, well, because for, for, for 35 years, the top dog in wrestling was always called the man. Mm. And then I came along and then I was the top dog in wrestling. Mm. And so I'm the man.
0: Gotcha. That's a damn good answer. I didn't even think of that one. I kind of like that one a lot. I really, really do. Are you still- that person, do you still think that you're the top dog?
2: I am the top dog. Okay. I am the top dog. Okay. I'll throw Roman Reigns off. I'll throw Cody Rhodes off. Mm. Ah, it becomes tricky when it's Seth Rollins. <laughs> Seth freaking Can't Rollins also deserves to yeah. be the top dog. Well, we can he's... both. The family's the top dog. Family's Somehow, the top dog.
0: some way, I suspect that Seth Rollins is the one person that wouldn't dispute.
2: The fact that, you know, (laughs) whatever she says, (laughs) I think that
0: he would not hesitate to say that. So how has it been being the super couple that you all are being who he is married to you? What has that been like for you as professionals?
2: I get to travel the world with your best friend and do the thing that you love. And um, I think this industry can be so hard, uh, so great in so many ways, but it's also tough. You're on the road 52 year weeks a year mm-hmm. and, um, and not very many people can understand the the highs and the lows and, and, and the things that you're, mm-hmm. you're fighting through backstage. But when you have somebody in the industry and somebody, you know, as, as fantastic and, um, with such a great mind for the business as, as he does. And as I hope he would say that I do, mm-hmm. um, then then you're able to bond on that you're able to to help each other out and uh and 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 work through sticking points so that so that we can get a little bit higher and so i think it's been a huge blessing but also just aside from wrestling he's just the best he's just he's he's the best man i've ever known mm. and so um to be able to to be surrounded by him every day is it's awesome
0: well he's got you I mean, he's got to be doing something right. I mean, you married him. You pledged the rest of your life to him. He be—he better be good. He better have it going on. Okay, let's get that out well, the way. Right. Let's get that out the way right now. But, but I ask you that in all honesty because when I think about uh, you know, some of the people that have come through the world of, of of wrestling, I think about Triple H and the conversation he and I had last year when he had health issues and, you know, his life was on the line. He was just thinking about his family and thinking about all the things that he had to do and what uh, had to endure and what a support base that provided and wrestling itself and what support that provided to him as well. I often wonder. How much do wrestlers such as yourself, such as your husband and others, look at their own professional mortality? I look at it from that. I, I often wonder, where's your mind? Where, where does it go when you have to travel 52 weeks out of the year? And by the way, just for this side, let me look in the camera when I say this. WrestleMania makes a lot of money. You know, WWE makes a lot of money. I sincerely hope that y'all are staying in nice hotels. Well, Not I'm staying cheap, at honest. home. If you're traveling 52 weeks out of the year, I just want to say that. But go <laughs> ahead. I, I just want to ask you do you think about that at all, your own professional mortality?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what Often. enters your mind? And what enters Often. your mind?
2: Um, it ain't going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And so you got to enjoy it. But it, sometimes it's hard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard because your body aches and you're always thinking, oh, we should be doing this or we could be doing that. And you're booking the territories. You're constantly booking the right. territories. But it there's not not an industry like it, but there is going to be a day when I'm not going to be able to go out in front in SoFi Stadium in front of eighty thousand people screaming my name right. um, at WrestleMania, and so um, and so you have to start thinking what is that what is that retirement plan i personally will never be able to not work i don't think Mm -hmm. i love working i love um i love working creatively i love collaborating with people um and so i always have to be doing something i think Mm -hmm. it it feeds me um but yeah that day is gonna come Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and who knows when that day is gonna
0: that's right Maybe,
2: maybe our mind will tell us that that day is mm-hmm. up or maybe our bodies will tell us that day what, is up. What,
0: what else are you interested in doing? Because uh, I don't know if people remember this, but I saw you. I saw you acting. I saw you on that show, Billions. Great, great You were show. pretty damn good. Thank you. You were pretty damn good. Thank you. And not only that, there was a bunch of dudes up in there that you were motivating. I mean, it, it, you talked earlier about the ladies, but there was a whole bunch of dudes up there that needed to believe in themselves. They were doubting themselves. And then one of the star characters on the show brought you in there to, to give them a little push. So that, that that felt, it seemed like that fit right down your alley.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did my um, degree in acting. Mm-hmm. I studied theater. And so that's that's something that I always want to mm-hmm. um, do. I think performing in general just lights a fire in me. Mm-hmm. I've also been a, I know you just wrote a book. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, Bestseller. Yeah. 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 I'm doing all right. I'm on that right now. I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Did you write it yourself? Excuse me? Did you write it yourself?
0: Uh, yes, I did. You did? I wrote all, I wrote 90,000 words. They had to cut it down to 78. So I edited that. Plus I did the audiobook.
2: Oh wow. Yeah, I did.
0: I did it myself. I mean, listen, if I tried to let somebody else do it, they'd have caught me. I mean, you see me on TV every day, you hear me. If I had let somebody else do it, they would have said he's lying. That's not him. And then I would have lost all credibility. Couldn't do that.
2: Yeah, so that's me right now. That's I'm, right. yeah, I've I've finished it. I finished okay. it. So now we're in the editing process.
0: Oh, how is that yeah. going for you?
2: Uh good. Yeah. What's the book about? Yeah, me. Okay, my, my memoir. So you did your it's memoir. Biography. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, yeah.
0: don't let anybody else write it. So I didn't. And don't let anybody else do the audiobook. I will not. And make sure you have final approval on all edits. I will. I am. Okay. Don't, yeah. they, they, that's right. You and the hubby, I mean, please, <laughs> beat them up if they don't listen to you. Okay. That's all. That's all you got to make sure That's all you got to make you, sure. How
2: long, how long did it take
0: you? I wrote it in five months.
2: Oh, wow. I wrote it in
0: five months. Wow, good for I, you. I just hunkered down, and between breaks and time at the office, I got home at night, dinner time, whatever. I just wrote and wrote and wrote until that's great. I said everything that I wanted to say and got out the way. I didn't anticipate that it would be a bestseller for, for eight, nine weeks like it's been, but I've been blessed.
2: That's great, yeah. I and think, you will I th- be too. I think when you like, I, I've uh, done it very slowly mm-hmm. over uh, over maybe a year mm-hmm. or two, um, and 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 then you start overthinking. It's yes. funny because you kind of start to change, and then right. you're going back and you're and changing. Don't do that. And so I need to stop. Your, I need to stop. Your I've original got, thoughts. It's with, it's with the it's with the editor. That's right. So will and when it hits you.
0: Like if your hubby's distracting you, if the kid's distracting you, no. But when you're just sitting there doing nothing for a second and all of a sudden you got this itch to say something, get in front of the computer and start typing. Yeah. That's how you do it. Just get it out and let somebody else come and help you edit it. But get your original thoughts as raw as you can possibly be. Get it all out.
2: Did you like writing?
0: Well, I wrote. I've been writing for 20 years because I wrote for the Philadelphia Inquirer newspaper for 17 years. Wrote for the New York Daily News before that. So my career started in writing.
2: But writing a book is the different.
0: Writing a book is different because it was my life and I don't like talking about. I don't usually like revealing anything about myself personally, but I felt I owed it to my audience that it was time for me to do that. That's
2: awesome.
0: Did you feel that way?
2: Um,
0: Like you owed it to your audience for them to know more about you than they actually
2: did. Well, I'm always talking about myself.
0: Okay, that's okay. That don't <laughs> but, mean you're letting everybody know everything, though. No. That's true, that's, that's true.
2: Right. I think I think the hard part is, you know, some of the stuff that you're embarrassed about or you're mm. ashamed about putting that on the paper and saying, yep, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm human too. Yeah, my mother said it best, though. But when you do all of that, you don't have to worry about anything coming back to bite you because you already let everybody know. And it's for them to deal with, not you, because you let it go.
2: That's true, I love that's that. That's the
0: strategy. Let me get back to WrestleMania 39 what should we expect from you this weekend?
2: The clean house. The clean house. Fireworks. Mm-hmm. Fireworks. Just a firecracker in that ring. Mm. In front of 80,000 people. I'll scream him a name.
0: It's big. It's big time. No finally.
2: Finally putting Bailey on our back, and that'll be the end of it. Closing the book.
0: One of the main events, Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes. What are your thoughts about that? What do you think going to happen?
2: What do what do you, what do you what, like? What do you what do you mean? What are my thoughts on? It? What do I have you many think is? A, what
0: it. I, I want to know. Whatever thoughts you want to share. I mean, this is no mercy. I mean, give it to us straight. Whatever's authentic and real and straightforward, which is what you are known to be.
2: I think it's. I think it's going to be a great match. I think Roman has had an incredible run. Mm-hmm. I think Cody is in his infancy in this run. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Cody has had a lot of history with my husband. Mm-hmm. The main event of WrestleMania—it's—it's uh, going to be big. I don't know that Cody's ready for it yet. Says mm. a lot. I don't know that Cody's ready for it yet. Mm. I wonder if it should have been Seth Rollins in that spot. Mm. I wonder if he should have been walking out after everything he's done for the for the past several years, his whole career. Damn it, been carrying this company on his back. Cody walked away, came back, he's getting it all. Maybe that should have been Seth Rollins. Mm. Maybe they're my thoughts. No, hold on. What do you think about
0: it? Hold on, I'm getting emotional.
2: What do you think about it? I'm getting
0: emotional right now. Because, you know, there's very few things in life that touch me more than a woman's love. To love your man the way, I mean, this this is what love is. This is what love is right here, right now. You're seeing it in the flesh. I mean, to sit up there and to talk about your man like that. He should be. He's been carrying the WWE on his back. That's what you said. That's what you said. That is love, ladies. I mean, that's not
2: love. That's just an objective opinion. He has been. Are you sure that's objective, though? That is objective. I'm not saying it's false. But are you sure it's objective? 52 weeks a year, the family's been making all the towns. All right, for the first half of that, I was main event in all the shows. For the second half of that, he was main event in all the shows. Makes every town, is on every Raw Banger after banger after banger to quote another famous Irish man, Seamus. Mm-hmm. Shout out the fella. Love you. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that comment you talking about? That's con- no, that's Seamus. Okay, that's Seamus. Seamus. Okay, okay. just to make sure. Seamus. Big banger sure. ahead.
2: Triple okay. threat triple ma- okay. match. Right. Intercontinental right. title on the line. Well, I got Go you. Go on the fella. Rooting for you. Right. Anyway, anyway, the point is, I mean, a hell of a Hell in a Cell match that they had, Cody and, and Seth. I'm not sure if you saw it. Incredible, incredible, okay. incredible. But he's been he's been um, he's been the pillar. He's been the pillar of this company for a long time, mm. and he's facing Logan Paul, and he's gonna knock him on his ass this weekend, and that's gonna be wonderful. That's gonna be spectacular. I don't want to follow him because he always steals the show. He didn't steal the show last. year. I'm not taking last anything. Year, last year was Cody. It was Cody and <sighs> Seth, and they had to follow me, and I think that was a little bit tricky for them. But. But I think this he's going to have a banger. But the fact of the matter is, is that man has been the face of the company for a long time mm-hmm. without getting the, the credit that he deserves, I think.
0: You brought so up- I'm
2: saying, I'm saying I think he should have been the main okay. event.
0: Last question. You brought up That's Logan. It. You just, I mean, I was going to bring up Logan Paul, but you did bring him up. I mean, he's a relatively popular dude on social media and stuff like that. You know, I know he's not Seth, but at the end of the day... Will you at least concede that guys like him, the Pat McAfees of the world and others who have come, you know, and joined WrestleMania and stuff like that, that is good for the sport?
2: They bring it they bring a new audience in. Okay. It is. It is. It's fantastic. It cannot be what this business is. We need those people that are wrestling three, four times a week that can carry this, that um that are thinking about this constantly, that it is their sole focus. We need that. Um, because, yes, the Pat McAfee's of the world and the Logan Paul's can have three matches Big bunnies a year. And others, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they can have th- three matches a year or one match and we can put a spotlight on them and give them their kudos and their flowers and say, well done. But this business is hard. This business is so hard and it is tough and it is a skill and it is a craft. And without those people that know how to do this in the way that we do it, then it'll die.
0: Is that your way of saying that active participants like yourself, like your husband, like so many others deserve a greater level of appreciation than than you're you're receiving?
2: Yes. 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 By who? Everybody. But I think I think there is a thing of um I know last year at SummerSlam um kind of had to fight a little bit to 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 get um our women's title match on yes. the on the show and when Logan Paul has a match and Pat McAfee has a match and Seth Rollins doesn't have a match. he has been working all year. And when Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair almost didn't have a match. Mm. Then I think that's a bit of a problem. And I think that's that can be a bit of a problem. It, it, personally, and from a work ethic standpoint, that uh, you put all of this effort into this all year round. And when the big shows come, when the big stadiums come, and there's 80,000 people, you want to be... You want to receive your flowers for that hard work that you've put in all year round so that we can do this, so that we're we're on TV 52 weeks a year, (sighs) just killing the game. You don't want somebody to take your spot, Mm -hmm. not somebody who doesn't do this all the time.
0: Well, I'll close by saying this. If 40% of your audience are female, and that's something that y'all have obviously brought in, then no greater argument could be made to support that position than that it's all about the audience right yeah and you bring in the audience
2: we do bring in the audience 52 weeks a year live television
0: yeah. I'm coming to my first resume that's exciting you're a big reason why thank you so much for being on No Mercy
2: thanks a million
0: I appreciate it Did you know that last year the S&P 500 went down 20 percent? Bitcoin went down almost 60 percent, but gold not only didn't lose money, but went up a few percentage points. So far this year, gold has been steadily rising and silver is up almost 30 percent in the last six months. Experts predict gold will continue to skyrocket this year, and you don't want to miss out. That's because gold protects you from inflation and market volatility. Gold and silver should be a part of every balanced investment portfolio. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust when it comes to investing in precious metals. What I like about LPM is they have an education-first approach. Making investing decisions can be overwhelming, but their team takes the time to answer all of your questions and give recommendations based on your personal situation. Call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-257-3080 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com to download your free investing guide. Don't leave your finances the chance. Be informed. Contact my friends at Legacy Precious Metals.
1: This is the moment of a lifetime the clock sticking like my lifeline until I flatline I push it to the red line who gonna stop me high who gonna stop me high
0: now that's a straight shooter interview right there that's a straight shooter interview you like people that got a lot to say ain't afraid to say it and obviously are worth listening to and that's Becky Lynch I thank her again for being on this podcast with yours truly for no mercy uh, because she had an awful lot to say and as much as she talked about herself and her trials and tribulations and some of the battles that she had to overcome from her youth to the present day, um, I love her explanation to why she calls herself the man, because usually when you were called the man, it means you were the creme de la creme, the cream of the crop. It just so happened to be men in the past. Now it's her. I get all of that. And that's why she gave herself that nickname. And it's apropos. And obviously, it's making a whole lot of dough. So we got to give her credit where credit is due. But more importantly than that, what I peeled from the conversation with her, that I think we all should peel from what she had to say, was the level of appreciation that all of us should have for people who put in that work every day. So she appreciates the Logan Paul, just like she appreciated the Pat McAfee, just like she's probably appreciated the Floyd Money Mayweathers of the world and others. But in the end, due deference, respect, and acclaim in the sport of wrestling should be accorded to those who put in the work on a continuous basis. Day after day, week after week, year after year for 52 weeks out of every single year. That's what she and her husband have been doing. And that's why they deserve the acclaim, the respect and the adulation that comes with it. You can't do anything but look at somebody like that, hear where they're coming from and respect their position. There is no doubt about that. And when you take into account the fact that she's got to go on the road every single week, She's a mom now. She's a wife. Plus, she's a professional wrestler. Her husband, obviously a husband, a father, a family man as well. You got to have extreme dedication to pull off what they pulled off. They deserve all the respect in the world. They're a big reason why the WWE is so big today. Let's give props where it's due. I'm certainly not shy about doing that. I think I can leave it at that. Because guess what? I could talk more. I always got a lot to say. I always got a whole bunch to say. But that would interfere with my time at Sofa in LA for WrestleMania 39. I wish you were there with me. I wish you were there with me. I'm sorry that you can't be. But I'll make sure to enjoy it for you. All weekend long. Saturday and Sunday. Two days. Spend about six hours and change. Just thought I'd mention that to you. I got to get on out of here, y'all. Till next time. Peace and love. It's no mercy. I'm out. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts.